Hey, friends. Uh, we usually don't issue any uh, sort of content warning or anything. <laughs> but we just recorded this show and wanted y'all to know that... If you're listening with your kids, once we get to the Mormon stuff, we go for little, whatever reason, a lot of dick jokes happen. It goes a little blue. <laughs> Everybody will probably be okay, but we just thought we'd let you know. <laughs> Let's get on Have with fun. This. Merry Christmas. Bye. Everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on a shortened version of the show today, yeah, uh, we got uh, on the second half of the show, we got some Mormon news. Yeah, we're, we're, we're truncating today because Frank's uh, not feeling well. He's going to power wow. through for you. Yeah. Uh, but, we're, but we're not going to make him work yeah. as hard as we normally yeah, do. I got, I got my little pile of uh, lozenges. Yes, you do. And I will try to very quietly uh, oh, enjoy them. He's going to have lozenge mouth. Yeah. They're, they're, it's an those. assortment of flavors. It's a I melange. never know what I'm going to get. You don't. Oh, it's so What's, exciting. Well, this one this one looks like it's from the 80s. It it <laughs> it might be. We, we got it. Dan Dan's sharing his his lozenges mm-hmm. with me, so which I never you, I never even use. So You don't? No. Well, clearly this one's this From the eighties, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, should we dive into some stories here? Yeah, um, I would like to start. Okay, I'll allow it with a story um, about some some pissed off religious uh, broadcasters. Aren't um, all religious broadcasters <laughs> just sort of in a perpetual state of pissed off by default? Yeah, um, yeah. The outrage uh-huh. seems to be their their uh, preferred mode. Uh, but no, this is, they're actually, uh, they're starting an internet freedom initiative. Oh, because they feel like the, uh, the Googles, the Facebooks, the apples of this world are all stifling their free speech on the internet. That the, that the Facebook (laughs) algorithm now, uh, spots their stories as fake news and filters them out. <laughs> They're worried that Google, uh, with uh, the likes of its YouTube service, is uh, filtering out uh, videos that have been posted. Uh, specifically, they use as an example Prager University. Are you familiar with Prager University? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of it's this... one uh, of those great non-accredited... Uh, yeah. Religious nonsense places. Right. Super conservative in its views. Well, anyway, they post some very, uh, actually, well-produced videos. Okay. They're good-looking videos. They sound good. Yeah. Uh, lends a lot of credibility to the bullshit that they're saying. Sure. Uh, I watched one about progressive taxes that <laughs> got the whole thing wrong. Right. Uh, and uh, but and boy, it's a terrible example as, like, their whole crux for their, for their, 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 their <laughs> their story but it looks slick but it looks slick and got my blood boiling yeah uh well apparently uh these videos there's about according to these folks these kind folks there are about 40 videos right now that are being restricted out of the 250 that they have posted on youtube oh and youtube uh has gone on record and said that they, they don't actively engage in censorship that's not what youtube does you post it it goes up but the community can flag stuff. Right. And so, if the com- sorry, the community's not liking what you're putting up. 
right? That's kind of what's happening. Right. And maybe some people are like, to be honest, like I, I didn't watch all of them. You can actually go find, they've hosted these restricted videos elsewhere now. Uh-huh. So you can go watch them. Um, that's what I was doing earlier when I was, right. I was watching a video just to try to figure out why this explanation of what ISIS is would have been removed. Right. You know, I think that people are probably just flagging stuff, not fully knowing what it is. There was nothing that I could find in it that was offensive. Yeah. It was a very, it was through a very conservative lens. Sure. Right. And, uh, but, but beyond that, I couldn't really pick out what would be offensive. There was no sexual content. There was nothing it's so that- weird. I think that like people on all sides of the sort of identity politics culture war just go on campaigns of flagging and they just they just they just they you know on facebook or whatever if they see a post that doesn't agree with them Mm -hmm. they just flag it just sort of reflexively and people on our side do it too and i'm guessing wrong that's what's happening and it's totally wrong don't do that ladies and gentlemen if you are listening at home and you and you're just flagging things because they're christian and you disagree with it and you're and you just and you just Sort of want to fuck with them? No, that's not how to do it. That's called, you're being a troll. And trolling is bad. I don't know if that's officially exactly what trolling is. No, but but, I mean, it's it's in that neighborhood. But you're misusing the internet. Yeah. Uh, But here's the other thing is these companies, they need to start taking more responsibility for the content that they have on their sites. And that is something that Facebook is trying to do with this algorithm and whatnot. Sure. But um, YouTube... Probably shouldn't just be leaving it entirely up to the community. No. And any site that's, like, allowing the community to police it. Oh, the community is the worst. Yeah, we know this. People are awful. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, so that's going on. Um, Yeah. I thought that was kind of of funny that they would feel like they're also that their voice isn't out there enough. I I want them to to feel that. You're nuts. I want them to feel this way because I want them... I want the conservative Christians in the fight against uh, for net neutrality. I would love them to be in that fight because it's all of their senators and and Congress people that just that 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 allowed this the net neutrality rules to right. go away. I know. So I would love for them to be fighting for net neutrality. That'd be great. Well, yeah, it's a it's a bipartisan issue. Yeah, it's just the it should be the uh, members of Congress didn't really get the memo on that one. Uh, well, they got the memo. The memo just came from Verizon and and Xfinity and yeah. Comcast, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm going to move us along to. Uh, have you heard of this thing called the United States military hmm? that, that that they got out there? Hmm. Uh, there is a. Uh, you know, we we obviously have a, a fairly extensive military, which includes. People uh, of all stripes, uh-huh. and uh, and the Military Religious Freedom F- Foundation, uh, uh-huh. which is which is which we've discussed before. It's mm-hmm. a, an organization sort of fighting for secular rights within the military, which is whew, an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, one of their most most recent battles is with uh, Maxwell Air Force Base, and the. Uh, Air Force Enlisted Heritage Hall, which is a museum uh, okay. on on the Air Force Base in Alabama, um, and it basically sort of talks about the, the the history of service and and the accomplishments and sacrifices of of, of enlisted men and women, sure, uh, 
in the military. And there's w- there's one little exhibit that that has raised some uh, some ire, and that is it's it's a it's a sort of a case with some military uniforms in it, and one of the uniforms is what is is it's sort of a person depicted. It's not a human. It's it, it's it's but it's standing next to a blue flag with a white Christian cross on it. It's oh. a Christian flag. Okay. And next to that flag there is a uh a sign, a little a little pla not even a placard. It's like a framed eight and a half by eleven piece of paper okay. that's been printed. Sure. Uh which sort of explains what the flag is. Oh. And here's what it is apparently. Quote, this Christian flag is significant because it was rescued from the ruins of an American chapel that ultimately found itself situated in the demilitarized zone separating North and South Korea. Mm. In 1960, a young A1C, I had to look that one up, that's mm-hmm. Airman First Class, Luke mm. Holcomb, was assigned to post along, uh, to post along the, de- the demilitarized zone. From his duty section, he could see what remained of the chapel and was fascinated by the sight of the U.S. and Christian flags leaning against the rear corner of the building. Mm. One night, he and three friends swam across the river, separating them from the chapel, and at the risk of death, they liberated the flags. Oh, dear God. It was his wish that the flag be displayed in the blah, 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 blah. Uh, No, boy. Okay, so, peop, you know, some people raise the objection that, like, it kind of looks like promotion of a religion by the military, which by the U.S. government, right. to have this there. But there's a better objection. Well, I think, that he, like, wasn't he, like, probably disobeying orders? Well. Are they celebrating this guy, like, going and doing something that he shouldn't have done? Possibly. I mean, but it's also probably not possible that this story ever actually happened. Oh, no. (laughs) What? Yeah, well, I mean, so there are some very serious problems with it, uh, including the fact uh, that the DMZ was created in 1953. Mm -hmm. So if this story took place in 1960, that means that that flag had been out in the weather for seven years. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a miracle flag. It is a miracle flag because it looks perfect. Oh, it's not all tattered up. No, 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 no. Oh, it's I had bright, in my bright, gorgeous blue with a white with a per- pure white cross. Oh. No holes, no tatters. The fringe looks nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's beautiful, and not remotely plausible. He's a liar. It's it's a fucking lie. So there you go. You've got uh, Airman First Class. What was his name? Uh, Airman First Luke Holcomb, liar. Uh, I'm calling him out right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so some people raised. So this people raised a fuss about this. Uh, uh, and uh, at one point, a um, what someone a, a representative of the museum read through the thing and said, as a result of your inquiry, uh, after looking, this is an email, I guess. Um, uh, I looking at, after looking at the framed wording, I concur that the dates in the story seem inaccurate. We have removed the photo of the wording from the exhibit, uh, as well as from our Facebook page. 
Nothing about we have removed the flag, of course. That would be crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, although, apparently, it showed back up. The wording. Yeah. So now it's back. Oh, my God. These people. These people, man. They have to protect these legends. Well, what happened was uh, someone else stepped in, and that someone else is Jay Sekulo. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he's one of Trump's former lawyers uh, who has a who is uh, a head of the or up up high up in the American Center for Law and Justice or the ACLJ. Um, what is? And they are they specialize. In getting really pissy about Christian things not going their way. <laughs> their whole specialty is about, like, signing, getting people to sign petitions that are almost invariably straw men petitions. Not actually petition, like, don't actually deal with the real thing at hand. But, man, if you say, hey, they want to take a Christian flag out of, the, out of a case at a war museum. Yeah, you're going to get a bunch of signatures. Yeah. Uh, so, they, uh, they're putting on some heavy pressure to uh to 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 keep all of that to preserve our fake heritage (laughs) as as christian heroes good good needs to be yeah very important needs to be preserved yeah all right dan Mm -hmm. the johnson amendment we all know this I don't, At this point, I think we all know what the Johnson Amendment is. We right? should probably just brush up people's memory. The Johnson Amendment is uh, the thing, the never enforced but oft discussed <laughs> element uh, of uh, of our of our uh, of the IRS of our tax code that says that someone from the uh, from the clergy can't go blathering on about who you should vote for right. from the pulpit. Right, exactly. It's it's supposed to keep the politics out of our churches. Right, and it's and it also applies to uh, to just nonprofits, nonprofits in general. In general, yeah, because um, that's not appropriate. No, because you're because nonprofits are technically actually a function of the government. We don't charge them taxes because they are technically an arm of they they're, they're like a civilian arm of of. Uh, they're not actually government agencies, but they're they're similar to a so government. to speak, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, so we don't tax. Nobody them. owns them, right? Uh, the, technically, I guess in a way they might belong to the people. They belong to all of us, yeah, because uh, we don't. Uh, yeah, that's that's the right. deal. Right. Nobody, we all we all get right. to participate in that. Uh, all right. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, well, conservatives hate this damn thing. Of course they want, they want to be able to like preach about whatever they fucking want to preach about over the pulpit. They how, want to be able to endorse candidates. How they want dare to tell you their tell people me how to vote? Right, right. Um, and they'd also love for their uh, re- their churches to be funnels for dark money. They would just love that. Oh my god! Yes. Right. Well, it looked like they were going to get their way. Oh, um, the there was a an amendment on this uh big tax bill right it's it's being shoved through congress and down our throats um they uh that that was going to do a an amendment to end the amendment right uh the, once and for all and that attempt has now failed um they actually decided that the uh the amendment was not germane oh. to the issues at hand. 
Well, and there uh, you go. And so the this uh, this fight lives for, uh, to see another day. Um, they'll fight. This is not over. No, this was just uh, what looked like was going to be a very easy attempt to get rid of the Johnson Amendment. Right. Well, and and you 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 hinted at the thing that was really getting scary about this because frankly, you know, a pastor saying, "Hey, I think you should vote for blank." Mm-hmm. Is troubling, mm-hmm. but not horrific. But is you probably already know who your pastor wants to vote for, right? If you know the pastor, pastor can say it a million ways without actually saying, right? So I mean that that didn't bother me anywhere near as much as the possibility that seemed very real that was happening of people being able to give copious amounts of money to a church and mm-hmm. the church funneling that money right. to a candidate. And that is far more dangerous. And that, that is, is and and that is uh Well and the, the whole idea of dark money, um you know, churches don't have to say who they don't have to reveal who's donated to them. Right. Right. So so what it would mean is that yeah, people could essentially give give anonymously uh unlimited gobs of money yeah. to whatever candidate they wanted it to. Uh-huh. And currently they can only do that. Uh, they can they can only kind of sort of do that <laughs> through Citizens United and mm-hmm. super PACs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you can usually trace the money back somehow to to the specific person right. and that sort of thing. A anyway. church would make it really, really fucking hard. So. Indeed. All right. Well, I'm going to take us to Egypt. <gasps> Ooh, beautiful Egypt. Yes. Uh, where a little known uh, Egyptian pop star, mm-hmm. uh, Shaima. I bet not little known in Egypt. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I read one thing that said that she was sort of a minor oh, okay. player okay, okay. In, the, in the Egypt popped world, in the Egyptian pop world. Well, she's getting pretty major now. She's making headlines across the country uh, because really? she was convicted and, is, and sentenced to serve two years in prison for making a music video in which... She very racily interacted with fruit. In what way? She uh, she had a she had an apple that she sort of seductively nibbled at, licked and like licked. Yeah, nibbled at it a little bit. Oh my! And then she had a banana, and oh, you know how things go once you get a banana. She like what was she doing with the banana? I think she sucked on it a little bit. Oh, okay. So like shoving it up anything? No, 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 no. And she did hint at like. Removing her bra. <laughs> she like pulled one strap down. Boy. Yeah. So she so, uh, <laughs> so she has a banana that she's kinda sorta she's being a little sexy while she's eating a banana. Yeah. She was being she's she's being quite sexy. I watched some of the video and she was oh, really? she was definitely being very sexy. She was going for it. Right. Uh, this was not to be misunderstood. You uh, think? No, although uh her apology makes it sound like she says, I apologize to all people who saw the clip and were upset by it and took it in an inappropriate way. Well, kiddo, you suck on that banana. We're not. We know what you're doing. Uh, and apparently that's a new new in Egypt. In you a, cannot suck on bananas? In a land where uh, women are not, uh, how do you say? Boy, there's so much free. to learn about this whole Sharia thing. Because like... <laughs> I would think sucking on a banana would be the least of Muhammad's concerns. Yeah. You would think. I 
I'm still baffled by the I'm, by the like, thought. How that, did he even know what a banana was? How when he when all this? Oh, the, <laughs> you. He wouldn't have known what a he banana was. Have. So uh, I think this is a stretch. Yeah. It, it says nothing about filleting a banana in, it, in the Quran. That should be her defense. I've read all the su- suras, <laughs> sutras. I don't know. The suras. I, I don't know what they're called. It's not the sutras. No, it's definitely not that. Uh, no. Yeah, you're right. Nothing about nothing. filleting bananas. It's totally, totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. She was arrested last month over the video. And then uh, she... Uh, I mean... I think the sense that I get is that this couldn't have gone better for her other than the prison sentence, which that's not great. Right. She will probably be appealing that. But in the meantime, all the publicity, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. She's she's doing great. <laughs> Everybody's watching the video now. Oh, I bet. You got to you got to know they are. I watched it. Yeah. It's a terrible song. Is it? I'm not. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like is it screechy? No, it's like it feels a little bit like the start of an '80s sitcom. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> it's not sexy. The music to me was there was nothing sexy about the music. But she's cute, so she you know go have your fun with your fruit. Yeah, young lady. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Well, well, if you uh, if you lady uh, ladies and gentlemen have anything that you'd like to say about uh, fruits that you enjoy. <laughs> And how you enjoy them. You can write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. It is indeed. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. It's a closed group, uh, but we'll, you know, let you in. We will. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kevin Swanson. Kevin Swanson. K-Swan. Who, who, who is this guy? He's he's that pastor. He sort of rocketed to stardom a little bit ago. Uh, he's this whiny-voiced pastor who, uh, <laughs> who I don't know, he's super against the gays. And boy, yeah. do they love that. And apparently he was pro-Roy Moore. Well... <laughs> Because he's really good at life. Yeah, that's so, why. So anyway, let, let's uh, let's take a listen. Yeah, he has a take on why uh, why more might not have won. Yeah, the 2016 assessment of pornography sites uh, have found that uh, the top three states that spend the most time in pornography are Mississippi, Alabama, and Arkansas. And that's the most recent from 2016. Yeah. So, again, friends, you know, as we consider the reasons why a state would tip towards Doug Jones, we've, we've got to conclude that that state probably has significant sexual problems, especially since Doug Jones is so in favor of sexual perversion, transgenderism and uh, homosexuality. Evidently, the state of Alabama must have a problem with sexuality. Obvious. Now, uh, Alabama having the uh, second largest uh, time spent on porn sites of any other state in the union. Apparently, it's no surprise uh, Pornhub reported that the top three states with longest average visits in 2015 were also from the south. 
States where a majority of residents agreed with the statement, I have old-fashioned values about family and marriage, typically bought 3.6 times more subscriptions per 1,000 people than states where a majority disagreed with that statement. So, again, friends, there's a problem with hypocrisy in this country. It goes deep. It goes very, very deep. Granted, the Internet uh, pretends that anonymity, but it's really not anonymous. And so the Internet stats reveal the hypocrisy of the conservative, quote-unquote, Christian population in America. And I think we need to come back to that again and again and again. Unless there's a spiritual awakening, I think these conservative states— are going to become liberal in their moral values within another 5, 10, or 20 years. If the fathers are doing pornography, the kids are going to turn into homosexuals. The, the fathers will hide their sin, and the children will come out of the closet with it. By the way, the top porn search word in Alabama and Mississippi is lesbian. So another indication that the, the father's generation is dabbling in porn, the children's generation will go head over heels for some of the most egregious sexual crimes that men ever engage in. Doing pornography. I love the phrase head over heels in this context. Oh, those kids are going to go head over heels for this. <laughs> Cut over those damned heels. It's a- it's the bee's knees lesbian porn (laughs) oh my gosh i love that they are actually like calling out christian hypocrisy Mm -hmm. because that's what we do all the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's ever present where there is christianity there is rampant christian hypocrisy yes in part because religion is just sort of designed to work against what is basically right. human. It's it's a hypocrisy creation machine. Right. Really. Exactly. You just as soon as you develop one of those rules that doesn't actually gel with what the human experience is. Right. Boom, you got your hypocrites. Ding, and then, ding, ding. And then you can keep calling them to repentance. Yay. Stop doing that human thing. You right. better come back in here. We're, we're you better give me more money. You're being very bad. Mm-hmm. Very very bad indeed. Shame on you. Oh, well, the there you go. Alabama watching lots of lesbian porn. I know. Lesbian porn has apparently saved our co- part of our country. <laughs> that should be the headline there. <laughs> lesbian porn has st- managed to do something that nothing else seemed to be able to do, which was to prevent mm-hmm. a a pedophile uh-huh. scoff law. Mm-hmm. From uh, from from becoming a United States senator. Hmm. Oh, thank God for lesbian porn. <sighs> and I mean that sincerely. <laughs> I've never had much use for it myself. No, I don't. I don't imagine you have. Nor money. Most of my lesbian friends don't. That's that's for us straight guys. Right. That's what that's for. Right. You don't actually want to see lesbian porn. No, we want to see two hot girls doing things that we imagine lesbians would would do. Right. And matter of fact, most like girl on girl porn, like lesbians would find it unrecognizable to their own <laughs> sexual <laughs> mores. Uh, hey, we're gonna do. We're gonna skip uh, because we're doing this shorter truncated show. We're not gonna do uh, emails and voicemails and that sort of thing. But we uh, we do need to thank some folks, some new donors on Patreon. Now there was a bit of a. Sk- a kerfuffle 
on there Patreon. Was. Um, and we should just briefly acknowledge that yeah. Patreon made a horrible decision and made everybody furious. Right. And a lot of and some people, you know, people lost. We we may have lost some of our uh, some of our donors over the whole thing. Uh, indeed. Um. So, but they they've since rescinded. Mm-hmm. They have uh, mea culpa. They have mm-hmm. said we're sorry. We're not going to do that. Uh, so, so yeah. we do have. So we. So there's. So if we miss you, if we didn't, get, if you decided to donate this week or uh, recently, and and we don't thank you or whatever, please write into yeah. us. Let us know about it. Well, because it's there, it's a chaos. It's, what ended up happening was a lot of people were adjusting how much they were giving. Right, and in, and what way, in response and, to. The, the fact that the 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 the, the fee structures that had sort of changed, right. the burden had been shifted over to to, to the supporters, right? right? Which is totally wrong. I it's wish ridiculous. I wish Patreon would have just taken a poll of the community, yeah, just ask of of the of the content creators, because like we would have all known this was the wrong thing yeah. to do. Yeah, pretty much Period. everybody would have said no. To right, this. exactly. And so, and then when they undid it, they sent out another email. And so all I have is just all of these adjustments and their reports are not all that great. So I've gone through and I believe I found the actual new donors this week, the okay. people to thank. Uh, we have two new faithful uh, supporters, uh, Amparo and Tor. Uh, we have a new beatified listener, uh, uh, Sakashite. Okay. Oh, no, I just got it. They uh, made me say it. <laughs> uh, I hope that was. Uh... Now, now there's. Ah! Ah! I see it all now. <laughs> the last name's. Last name's bad too. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> all right, and then. Uh, yeah, it's Sakashite Fuchs Fuchsamum Fukasum. Oh, no. I thought it was... Fucks your mom? Fucks your mom, I think, is where it's going. There is someone in Japan who's really mad at us right now. (laughs) That is a real name here! (laughs) I hope that's not true. (laughs) Um, And we have a new uh, sainted. Listener. Oh, okay. Kirsten. Oh, Saint so, Kirsten. Uh, so thank you very much, guys. Bless you, Saint Kirsten. And bless, bless all of and you. Bless thank all you so of you. much. And do you know whose name we're blessing them in? Angela. Our Lord and Savior. Angela. Continuing. Reigning supreme. May may Blessing uh, us all. Blessed be she and blessings upon you in her name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> So Dan, all right, yes, well, uh, the Marmons. We 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 have just a couple things. Yeah, um, I got a little story here. Yeah, about them fiddling again with sort of some of their policies with regard to their youth. Oh yeah, they're really they're they are worried about their youth. They're they, losing they're losing the youth. They know what's going on. Uh-huh. They know that like um, young people these days are leaving religion. In large numbers, and Mormons have done a pretty good job. Um, they have a decent retention rate uh, generationally. Yeah, uh, young people do tend to stay in in the Mormon Church. Um, you know, cults have a way of getting their their claws into you. 
me. Well, yeah, I mean, when your entire family would just be devastated if mm-hmm. you cons- even considered mm-hmm. an alternative, it makes it harder to consider the alternatives. It makes it hard. But more and more people are leaving the church. It's true. And so one of the things that the church seem- has decided to do is to allow 16-year-old boys who are hold the rank of priest yeah, the that's, priesthood. that's one of those wacky things about the Mormon church. <laughs> priest means nothing. Do not right. be impressed by the word right. priest in Mormon church. Uh, so this is 16, 17, and 18-year-old boys, let's right. be clear. Um, they no. are now... You have to have a penis, that's for sure. <laughs> Indeed. Um, they are going to be conducting uh, the proxy baptisms in the uh, temple. These are the baptisms for the dead, right. the very famous baptisms for the dead. Right. And now, so so before, at that age, you could do, you could be, <laughs> so this is memory from my childhood. You, we could, you could go as a young person, as a teenager, mm-hmm. and be baptized in proxy for dead folks. Yes. That was always, that was something that you could always do. Right. But you couldn't perform these no, that it was function. That was always a Melchizedek priesthood holder, right? Who um, there's all the different priesthoods, right. you guys. It's dumb. So it was a, so it was an older man, right? You know, and uh, and he'd be there. Usually, I mean, this is somebody who came with your group, right? The, the 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 youth go to the temple usually as part of like a a ward group, right? Right, they don't just go on their own. No, um, and uh, so one of the adult chaperones, um, he would he would you know perform the, these baptisms, and then one of the women who came along would sort of have towel duty. Oh, so, oh, just so, sort of yeah, and not yeah, and just sort of hang back and 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 distribute yeah towels yeah. Uh, well, that is going to be. Um, now the 16-year-old girls are going to be able to do towel duty. Oh, Because <laughs> they had good. to give something to the girls. Yeah. Oh, right. that's It does nice. feel like they're they're not giving kind of an equivalent thing. <laughs> no. But then why should that surprise you? Because they're, it's not, not, e- they're not equal. It's not an equivalent thing. You know, men are so much more special. Men get magic so, powers. So, women so. get to clean up. <laughs> that's the rules of Mormonism. <laughs> men are magic. Mm-hmm. Women are domestic. Mm-hmm. That's that's how that works. So sounds like they did so, it perfectly. Yeah, they're getting to participate in their <laughs> in and doing what uh, their divine calling mm. as a woman uh, uh, would would allow them yeah. to do. Oh, good for um, them. They're so. so this, that's by a big the, deal. this, by the way, I was made aware of this just last night at a family Christmas gathering. A big uh, of my in laws, mm-hmm. where this announcement was where. Because this was read as a as a letter over the pulpit to everybody, mm-hmm. apparently, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and it was tearfully recounted <laughs> at this uh, at this event. Because oh. if nothing else, Mormons are weepers. Oh yeah, they anything anything that happens, they just they just it's just such a beautiful thing, and and you know you young boys and you young men and young women can eventually when you get old enough you can help participate in the temple <laughs> i'm just so happy it's just psychotic it's so stupid oh, oh they are weepers they are criers they, they do let, let me tell you something men 
who have killed their emotions in their daily lives completely completely yeah. who who won't cry at their mother's funeral maybe their mother's funeral but certainly show no emotions at home right other than just like hey kiddo mm-hmm. sort of things mm-hmm. will get up in front of their mormon congregation in a sort of public speaking environment right. and blubber like babies because it it's a cultural thing. It's yeah. so weird. Uh, well, here's a good question because I, I knew your, your dad. Yeah. I mean, my dad. My dad does the same thing. He gets up and gets weepy. Right. Yeah, my dad never did. He never did. No. No. I saw my dad cry once at his mom's funeral. Literally at his mom's funeral, and he made a cute, adorable joke about it. He said, "I hope well, I don't, they actually work. Hope I don't leak too much while I'm giving this little eulogy or whatever." It's the most adorable thing in the world. <laughs> never. He never got up. No. No, my family were not weepers. My family were the intel- in- intellectuals. They were the intelligentsia of Mormonism. <laughs> they weren't the type to get up in front of everybody and weep. <laughs> but in general, Mormon culture is quite... Yeah, but they're still subject to the culture. Yeah. I don't know. Just didn't take for them that huh. part. All right. Uh, my Mormon story... <laughs> uh, because we decided to end with Mormonism, <laughs> is about a Mormon leak. Oh, Mormon leak! A uh, the you know the Mormon leaks uh, website has been up and running for a while now, and yeah. and and there for people to sort of sh- as, as an anonymous way for people to shuttle uh, documents that they think the world should know about. Oh yeah, from within the. Uh, the pe- the impenetrable walls of of the Mormon Church office <laughs> building or whatever. This one's not new. This one is from uh, the 1980s. But interesting, this one is uh, it is called. Let me pull it up. I'll just pull up the actual thing. It is called. It's a little handbook, like eight page little handbook called simply homosexuality. Whew. You ready? Right. Yeah. Brace yourself. Okay. Because uh, we're going to learn all about Frankie here uh, and his uh, his <laughs> disgusting predilections. They're uh, so gross. Um, by the way, so this goes into the uh, the position of the church on homosexuality, of course, but also tells us the causes of homosexuality. Oh, you, oh good. You'll be glad to know that that was demystified back in 81 oh, uh, by the church. They, oh, I wish... God, I wish I'd been paying attention. Right? It, they do start that section, by the way, by saying professionals do not agree on, oh. on the causes of homosexual behavior. However, most professional research supports the view that homosexual behavior is learned and is influenced by unhealthy emotional development in early childhood. And then they go to the old tropes of, you know, uh, emotionally distant dad and overbearing mom. Uh, all of those things. Disturbed family background is what they call that that little section heading. Uh, <laughs> poor relationship with peers. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. It's, it, it's delightful. It's quite a thing. Um, you know, homosexuality, it says in the intro to this whole booklet, is of grave concern to the church because, one... It violates the Lord's eternal plan for man's progress by perverting the proper use of procreative powers. 
and loving relationships. You're perverting loving relationships, Frank. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. That wasn't what I was trying to do. Yeah, it was. <sighs> it debases and oh, it deprives God's children of the happiness and fulfillment possible only in family life. Well, now I'm perverting God's plan. Well, we do I, that for a long time. I because I'm I'm not doing the family life thing. <laughs> it debases and demeans those involved. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. How does it? Oh, I know how it debases. You do know. I'm. Yeah, I know how it debases. Because it's because <laughs> you go, you do the you use the wrong hole. Uh huh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really debasing. It's yuck. Yeah, it's, it's yucky. Ew. It's yucky. Why do they do that? What you guys do with your holes? Um, <laughs> Lord. And uh, and it is sinful. As heterosexual, it is as sinful as heterosexual adultery and fornication, and it may involve violent or criminal behavior. Maybe, maybe depends on where you are. That can't happen with heterosexuality, by the way. No, violent. That, that can that can never get violent or criminal. No, no, never, never, never. Well, anyway, it's a cute little pamphlet. Yeah, first you have to never mind. This was this was what was sent out, by the way, to the uh, to the priesthood leaders of the church, to the bishops and <laughs> and the uh, the uh, stake presidents and everything. And it gives good guidance for counseling to them. Oh God! So, this some of these seem a little suspect to me. You know, if a young man comes into to a bishop's office, uh-huh. and you know, a handsome older man, perhaps sitting there in a position of authority. It says, establish a warm, positive relationship. Ooh. It's getting sexy. <laughs> We've all seen this before. Hold People it. in Alabama mm-hmm. have definitely seen this scene before. Yes, indeed, they have. <laughs> they know. They know. They've, they've, they've watched that exact porno before. Right. Avoid labeling is an interesting one, actually, on this. Labeling? Uh, yeah, because what we don't want to do is label someone as a homosexual when really what's happening is they are just afflicted with homosexual feelings or thoughts or whatever they're still heterosexual because heterosexual is the only real thing that's the only real thing it's only real so it's just a matter of like there's a there's a (laughs) a good heterosexual person in there somewhere just clamoring to get out right oh we'll help you we'll yeah, discourage homosexual associations. Really, you think? Yeah. Apparently, you're not supposed to go to the club. Uh, <laughs> and prepare the member against homosexual temptation. So, I guess uh, sing a hymn, Elder, mm-hmm. is is the key. Anyway, this, as you know, like you had interactions that were heavily influenced by this pamphlet. Oh, I never told any ecclesiastical anything that oh, really? I, that I felt anything homosexual. I was way too smart for that. Well, if nothing else, your dad probably was influenced by this pamphlet. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you told him, his reaction was probably partly 
influenced by this. Yeah, but he still wanted to hire a prostitute. To me, so. <laughs> that, uh... that is the best story in the world. <laughs> the cure. Have we ever told that story? On I don't the show? know, but you need to. You went to your parents. <laughs> you said, "Mom and Dad." Which it, one did you say first? I'm I'm leaving the church. Well, okay, so they actually sat me down. Oh, right, and they were like, "We know you haven't been going to church." I was like, oh, God damn those stupid BYU wards. I know. That bishop, it's, that is a complete violation. That he had no business calling my parents. Yeah. Tattletales uh, all, the Mormons. Yeah. Yeah. So he, tell, he calls, tells my parents I'm not going to church. And <laughs> so they sent me down to ask me about that. And I go, well, I don't believe in God. Like, it, like, it was just, I was Oh, yeah, I'm not going to church because of this. Because of this, right. makes total sense, you know. (laughs) And then? And then we talked about that for a long time. And then at the end of that, uh, my dad says, well, well, at least least you're not a homosexual. (laughs) And I was so pissed off by the whole thing at this point that I was just like, I was like, well, about that, actually, yes, I am. And then that started a whole nother conversation during which he comes out with this offer to hire a prostitute for me <laughs> because surely one, one time with a pro a female prostitute. Let me tell you something. Once you touch that, soul, once you touch that vagina, there's no gay left in you. Yeah. There's no going back. There's no going back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, my mother was mortified. I was mortified. I think in retrospect, he probably has to be. Would, would He'd be mortified to know that I was telling the story, actually. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah. I just love that. That is the best solution. It, it's I mean, at least they weren't like, do the shock therapy thing. Right. No, like, <laughs> I mean, his had a better chance of working than anything. Right. Right. Like, it was actually a pretty good idea. Absolutely. But, come on. Yeah, and he been and and so like I remember my mom was like, I don't, I don't know, how would you s- even know where to go find the prostitute, <laughs> right? And he was like, I was bishop, I heard confessions. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm like, although oh one boy. wonders about the state of prostitution in rural Oklahoma, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, guaranteed, it was some truck stop. Oh, she would have sure. been. I mean, this was the '90s. She wouldn't have been meth. What would it have been? She wouldn't have been doing well. She would have been cracked out of her mind. Yeah, right. Something and. uh it would have been awful and disease-ridden, mm. you know? <laughs> oh, I just found another thing that I that I had missed the first time. I was just sort of glancing, looking for another thing on this homosexuality thing. Uh-huh. Found something I'd missed, okay. and it's beautiful. Uh, There's a seg- section called Overcoming Masturbation. I don't mean to step on your story, by the way. I was done. We felt done, right? Um, I was just still speculating who the prostitute would have been. <laughs> right. <laughs> She would. Her name was Rhonda, and <sighs> she would have. Uh, she was from. Uh, she was forty-seven years old. She grew up in Holbert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, overcoming masturbation. Masturbation is a sin, but is not. But is not homosexuality when practiced alone. <laughs> so that's good to know, because you are having sex with another person of the same sex, that's or with a person of. Your sex, because it's you. Um, (laughs) Don't worry. When individuals of the same sex masturbate each other, 
it is a homosexual act. Mm. So that's a good distinction. I'm glad that they were able to make that distinction. Mm -hmm. And you know... My hand, my penis, not gay. Not gay. My hand, somebody else's penis, gay. Right. It's like that... Did you watch the the Bruno movie with Mm -hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen? Mm -hmm. Was it the movie or was it the show? It might have been on Ali G's show okay. where he's talking to a, a, a pastor who specializes in ex-gay and like trying to and gay conversion <laughs> and whatever. This, yeah. And he says, so what you're saying is, because he was talking about like, you know, what if you are at the gym and you just take a shower and you're mm-hmm. with a bunch of other naked guys? And he's like, <laughs> and he says, so what you're saying is, if I take a shower with another man, this is uh, it's at the gym, it's completely okay but the second i put his penis in my mouth i've crossed some sort of line (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, ladies and gentlemen uh homosexuality is a beautiful thing it is a beautiful thing i love it i would like to i would like to uh to come out as 100 percent in favor of homosexuality Mm -hmm. when and where it can happen absolutely (laughs) and with that i think we'll send you all back into the wild yeah uh if you guys have anything you'd like to say about the beauty of homosexuality uh or the sinful nature of it uh please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or you can call and leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is 424-666-8442 yep go to the facebook page facebook.com slash tgi atheist and click that like button and while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. Uh, it's a closed group. That's what makes it really awesome. Yes, indeed. And speaking of Facebook, thanks to Mackenzie for all of her hard work uh, on the page. And to Sarah, Danny, and Amy for their awesome work as moderators on the Members Only Lounge. And thanks go out to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music and Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. Yes, indeed. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. We sure do appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.